0: Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing movies and associated entertainment and for this bonus Star Wars episode to coincide with the home media release of The Last Jedi we are really pleased to have um, a panel of guests from both sides of the Atlantic so uh, h- over here in the UK we are joined by returning guest and writer Antonia Maguire. Hi Antonia. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> and in the US we have returning guest, filmmaker James Cheshire. Welcome James. Hello, hello. Good to have you back. And For the first time on this podcast, I'm really pleased to welcome a good buddy of mine, uh, filmmaker, movie aficionado, and all-round good guy, Dan Tomeo. Welcome to the show, Dan.
1: Hey, thank you very much. Glad I can make it.
0: I said I'd get you on at some point, yeah? Now, uh, obviously Antonia and James have been on the, uh, podcast before on other Star Wars episodes that we've done. Um, but Dan, for our listeners, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and, uh, you know, your, your, uh, relationship to the Mighty franchise?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a true born Floridian. I, uh, I currently work for a, a place here in Orlando that's run by a very large mouse, and uh, I, and for them I do uh, video production. So I'm I I am paid to do this as a as a career. Um, I did it once on the uh, production side, doing the editing and shooting, but now I'm more on the management side. So I've kind of seen both sides of it now. Um, and Star Wars to me has has been a part of my life since I was four years old, since I first saw it in 1977. So. I'm. Uh, it's it's courses through my veins every day.
0: Yes, as it does, and and we, we all uh, we all went to the same film school together, and uh, we if if I remember right, we all bonded over Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to age you guys all myself, but you realize it's been twenty two years this summer since yeah, we did that I was first five years production old at the
2: time. It was kind of weird. You're hanging out with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey you could get arrested for that <laughs> so <laughs> we are we're here to discuss the last jedi um which is you know as part of the franchise it's fair to say it's been quite a uh, a, a divisive film um <laughs> in terms of if you know if you want to believe what you hear online and uh and and out there in the media um i mean i think it's fair to say to start with uh you know obviously with the original trilogy and with the prequel trilogy to a certain extent um we obviously didn't have the sort of social media you know what we read was were reviews from um critics uh and alike um but now you know obviously everybody is a reviewer and um you you know the general consensus has been quite vocal out there about this so uh so it's interesting i think we could get into some some interesting discussion here (laughs) indeed yes well seeming as you know this is the third time we're talking about it
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i must admit i didn't think we were going to go back to this world i thought we were done with star wars for a while
4: you're never done with star wars come on there's always something going
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, <laughs> maybe until the solo movie came out. <laughs> well, no doubt we'll talk about that as well <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> but you know, it, you know, it, it has had such an impact on all of us from an early age. So you know, you know, it's kind of uh, burnt into our blood, isn't it? So um, you know, but uh, who, who wants to kick off then about? <laughs> The Last Jedi.
4: Who was the first bullet?
1: I, actually, can I, can I jump in? Just because since I haven't been on any of these previously, I just want to uh, share my stance, since I know that's very controversial. That way we know who's on whose side.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, it, this, this, this is not a rebellion. <laughs>
4: Isn't
1: it? it, it really, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, this particular one really seems to have created that very divisive you know this this side versus that side uh, experience, but um, I don't know why. I uh, so t- I, I will say that I am one that does like the film, The Last Jedi. I'm a fan. Excellent. I
5: right. saw it many
1: times, <laughs> and uh, and I enjoyed it every time. And I don't, I I never really quite understood the hate for it. Um, I mean, I read, you know, I, I saw the videos and read the articles and and uh, and that whole part, but but I never. Um, it just never struck me that way. In fact, it almost, like, mid, like somewhere in the middle of, you know, I, I saw it a few times, and somewhere in the middle of those times, I was starting to, like, second-guess myself. Like, am I just not seeing something here? Is there something? Because I'm certainly one of those that was firmly in the camp of, you know, hating the prequels. And, uh, and, and I wasn't even en- ter- entirely in love with The Force Awakens, honestly um it grew on me but the first time I was it did not blow me away the first time I saw it and I was actually kind of disappointed uh, James and I saw it together actually and we came out of there with just scratching our heads just trying to, just trying to figure out what we had just seen um but uh so yeah I I don't know I, I mean I, I like I said I, I understand uh the the logic of what people say and and why they don't like it but I just thought it was a good time
3: Exactly, I, I, I'm i in the same boat as you and mm-hmm. it is that weird thing where you see everybody online going oh it's just terrible, it's the worst thing how could they do this to Star Wars and I've, I've seen it three times and I've loved it each time mm-hmm. it gets better
4: well, I found exactly. watching those, the videos of the people that make the videos that are disliking it there are a certain type of people that their videos are just hatred mm-hmm. or people that are so stuck on the actual originals they can't go past them there is a certain type of person that don't like them but they just they really grasp at traw- straws for disliking it. I mean, there's a lot to like about, but then, I mean I have issues with it, but that's just me being a purist. I mean I actually really like the film. But there's so many things like when you look at the deleted scenes like that would have worked so well and you would have watched it more with more understanding. So it is it's a good film, but I do, everyone's all got their issues with it, but the major issues of it I really don't get. It's just people love to hate.
1: Has anyone noticed that um I don't know if you if you're you know because when when the video release as it got closer there started to be more videos about it again and it seems like there's been a kind of a turn and now they're seeing videos about how brilliant it is and how like explains space travel in the star wars universe and all these different kind of positive things mm. <laughs> and the, like in the last month or so i've noticed these are popping up more and more um this kind of like kind of retconning their ideas of of whether they liked it or not you know
3: well i think there's been like an initial reaction to it i think uh, I'm not quite sure what people were expecting. I mean... Well,
4: there's it, always going to be a high expectation because you want it to be better. Yeah. And because the films it's up against and what you want it to be because like, we couldn't trust George Lucas much anymore because he wasn't really hitting the marks. So now you kind of got this higher expectation because, you know, people just want it to be amazing.
3: Yeah, but I mean, the the thing is, um, you know, I, I don't know what people were expecting... From I mean, if it had been Empire Strikes Back, everybody would have been complaining. Oh, they're just you know, they're just doing the same. I mean, I can understand why people were saying that um, Force Awakens was you know a repeat of a New Hope. But I think partly that was just to say, you know, from the studio's point to the audience, look, this is you're back in the Star Wars universe. You know, this isn't the prequel. Mm. And at the end of it. I was like, well, let's see. I I hope the next film, they're going to go their own way. And they did. And that's one of the things I really like about it.
4: Well, it's the first film I know of where they've literally, they've ended the first film and gone straight into the second film. There's like not much gap. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've actually, I'm I'm hard pressed to find anything that's ever done that before. But that's, I think that's what shocked a lot of people because there was no progression for the characters. But then there was a hell of a lot of progression in a short space of time for the characters. Yeah which I think that is, that is like a testament to Ryan Johnson because he was going to... He's actually said he wanted to do exactly the opposite of what everyone expected, and he bloody well did that. Yeah,
2: nailed it.
0: <laughs> what about you, James? You're keeping quite quiet there.
2: <laughs> oh, well, you know, I... I uh, I've, uh, was letting the people I haven't interact with yet uh, get some words <laughs> in. <laughs> um, I haven't... Uh, I've come back and watched clips. I... Uh, Ever ever since I saw it for the first time, I kept expecting to, at some point, go back and see it. But every time I have an opportunity, it's like, man, I could do that or I could do, like, anything else in the world. (laughs) And anything else usually uh, wins. But, I mean, one thing, you know, from from the clips and ruminating on it, it it feels like, I, I don't know, like, who the main character is supposed to be because it feels like Ray is almost isn't particularly the main character because she's doing stuff you know like she's taking these books the Jedi books but we never see her do this you know so she's doing it from somebody else's perspective
4: well she does that to oh. make sure Luke trying to get Luke Skywalker to follow her well I, I know why she does it but we,
2: we don't we, we we're seeing it we're not seeing it from her perspective we're seeing it from you know uh, somebody else's perspective.
4: I actually read this somewhere. Did she do it or did Yoda do it? Because uh-huh. one of these sort of things is that little Force Ghost about, and he's, he's being cheeky. <laughs> oh, well,
2: I mean, well, maybe you know we'll find out. But and there's another case where when she uh,
4: mm. when
2: she wakes up in the uh, or when Kylo wakes up and she's gone with the the lightsaber, you know that's another thing we're seeing her actions from a uh, different per- perspective and it reminds me of uh Dan what was the uh Battlestar Galactica that uh that first one we didn't care for where all the action took place off screen
5: oh yeah, feels
2: yeah like on, yeah. yeah it feels like you know yeah. these moments of rage are happening off screen and it's like well, is it her movie is that Kylo's movie you know who who what character are we supposed to be focused on
4: they're equal protagonists in the whole storyline their role in the film story is that they're as evil as there is not as he's the evil part and she's the good part, but they equalize each other, they're like a yin and yang thing. Yeah, and that's I, what I, that's I, what has I, always been I, said I by J.J. Abrams and Ryan uh, Johnson.
2: It seems that the, fo- the focus to me seems uh off a bit,
4: yeah. We well, can say the same for like Empire Strikes Back and. Um, like Return of the Jedi, obviously Luke was the main protagonist, but then he had all everyone else. And if you count up the screen time, the shared, there wasn't a fair amount that it was shared out amongst. Like Return of the Jedi, you didn't see Luke Skywalker fifteen, twenty minutes, did you? Then he appears, and that's on your oh show. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's just the way they're playing it out. I mean, it is a film that um, it is a trilogy, and I'm I'm waiting for the last one to sort of fulfil what it's meant to be. Which would be interesting, but
2: yeah. But well, as 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 uh as Simon and Keith know, um one of my original problems with, with, with uh, this was I felt uh JJ kinda didn't set him up with much to work with, as as you recall. I said, What the hell is he gonna possibly do when he gets that lightsaber? I wanted to go back and see if I actually said, you know, watch him throw it over his shoulder or something. But I, I did make the point, like, what the hell is he possibly going to do with this thing? It's a dumb idea. And with our parents, you know, the whole parent thing, I said, is there really a satisfactory answer? You know, is, did Han and Leia send her away and keep Kylo? Did, is is it Luke's, but he he sent her away and trained his nephew? It's Obi-Wan's, if it is, who the hell, he knew he even had a kid in the first place to have a grandkid? You know, so... so that just seemed like a storyline that was almost doomed to, to start with, so.
4: If it is true about her parentage from the second story, second film, the back what Carla Wren says to her, and he's very manipulative, but then do we need to know much about her parents? Like, we didn't know Leia or his sister. So. I think
2: so. I think the whole point was just pointless in the first place.
3: Well, yeah, it was JJ with his mystery box. He, yeah. he loves setting up yeah. little mysteries. Mm-hmm. And that was one. Mm. And so I think that's speaking of other people, why they were disappointed was that, you know, this they, they, this mystery was set up and they were like, oh, who could it be? Who could it be? And then in the second film, it goes, well, she's just a normal person. She's just come from normal heritage. And for a lot of other for a lot of people, that's like, oh, man, it's so disappointing. You know, we wanted it to be Luke's. She's Luke's child, you know, Skywalker, Ray, Can't you see it? Uh, but the thing is, it makes the universe so small. Mm. The fact that mm. all these stories are all well, going to well, yeah. be I mean,
2: we, we saw in the prequels tons of Jedi. So mm. Mm. I don't even know where this idea came about. Like, oh, it's a Skywalker or, or nothing. I mean, that whole concept just like, you know, we're, we're did, it sounds like a straw man argument because there are tons of Jedi's in the prequels. So they all die and then all of a sudden only a Skywalker can be a, 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 a Jedi. It doesn't make any sense. Well,
1: and I, also, I was going to say, I also think that there's a, a generational thing as far as, you know, which, which generation grew up with the prequels as their, as their series when they were young versus us who grew up with the originals. And in the originals, there was, there was no explanation, like no explanation who the emperor was. We had no idea who that guy was.
4: I've made that he was point game. before. Like, you just knew that he yeah. was a bad
1: guy. He's a bad guy, exactly. And then, um, you know, parents weren't really a thing that we worried about until they became a thing. But it wasn't, it wasn't like we were dying to know who the parents were in, until they told us. You know, it wasn't like the, you know, they were, the kids were twins or, you know, until we found out that that uh, Darth Vader was the father. And even then, we weren't convinced. I mean, you know, it's like maybe he's just lying to him or something like that, you know, an empire. And and I remember reading an article where George Lucas was told by a child psychologist that he had to, in Return of the Jedi, um, say definitively that Vader was his father or else kids wouldn't believe it. I guess because kids would just think, oh, he's just being bad. He's lying. So he had to have that line specifically in there, yes, Vader's your father, so that kids would understand it. But, uh, but but then if you look into the prequels, now the prequels explain everything and go and give you all kinds of backstory and, you know, not in a great way, obviously, but but they do, you know, put uh, connect all the dots, so to speak. So then that generation watching this movie is saying, hey, we're used to seeing all these little dots being connected and you're not connecting our dots. What the heck? So that's what I feel like –
4: Right. Do you know anyone that actually likes the prequels?
1: I do actually. I, I met a guy at work who said Phantom Menace is, is his favorite one. Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to strangle him right there in front of me, but, <laughs> 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 but he, when he said that, I mean, I mean, I'm sure my face completely dropped. But he, yeah, but he had he had a special moment. He saw that with his dad when he was young. Oh, you know, oh, they wow. took him out of school and he went to see it, and it just was a special moment in his life. And he he loved it. She's like, don't ask
0: me so- <laughs> No, that that that's yeah. I mean, that's fair enough, I guess. I mean, we all sort of you know, Star Wars. As I've said on many a podcast, you know, it was it was literally the first film I ever went to see at the cinema, and you know, I had been watching this twenty-two inch, you know, four-two-five line box in the corner of the living room with you know a single, um, you know, mono speaker. And then suddenly, you know, I'm in this big auditorium with a 235 to one aspect ratio screen and Dolby stereo. And, uh, you you know, those are the sort of things, I guess, even when you don't really understand what it is because you're too young, but you sort of can't. It's about the emotion and it's about the experience. So I, I kind of get that if somebody, you know, if 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 phantom menace i feel very sorry for them if it was the first film they ever saw at the cinema but i but i also kind of understand um you know why it might be special as 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 a result of that so you know
4: <laughs> we, we have to all admit this and we covered this before in the last podcast like we all watched the phantom menace with such high hope i mean i took my mum to the cinema to see it and i watched it and i was like one eyebrow was up and i was watching it and then i think i watched it again on my own and went back to the cinema and i thought I can this is okay I can deal with it but then you see the flaws later on and like I said before this that film it's it made so much money it's actually in the history books are making so much money but it's so bad because we all went to cinema and that story about the guys that sat down in the cinema just to see the trailer and then they walked out just mm. to see the trailer that's that's cemented in history and I really hope that I've got um, niece and nephew that actually really like the prequels and that's yeah. kind of annoying for me but then it's touching at the same time because it's made for kids I mean they do, I genuinely think, Zachary, my nephew, p- prefers the originals.
5: Right.
4: Because, you know, they're much cooler. Yes. But he likes the like, attack of the clones because that's when the Jedi's throw down. They start, you know, fighting and it's really action-packed. I mean...
3: Yeah, it's just all the politics stuff and... It I goes s- up in
4: my head. I, yeah. I understand politics relatively and, you know, that sort of stuff. But even I'm like, what? What Trade Federation? Yeah. What? Yeah. It doesn't... It. I think George Lucas really missed the mark on so many things because... Like, it was all left ambiguous for so long. And then he came in and he just threw it all in at once. And it just, no one questioned him. And that's really annoying.
3: I saw a video where they they talked about him and what stage he was in his life. So when he made the original Star Wars, he was an independent filmmaker. He was like, you know, scruffy, you know, go-getter trying to get his films made. Mm. By the time the prequels came along, he was the CEO of a massive company. Mm. And hence, and it, it kind of shows. I mean, how many meetings are there in the, in the Phantom Menace? How many people were sitting down around tables? Because that was his life
2: the war at that time, daily life.
0: <laughs> Negotiations won't be swift. Yes.
2: <laughs> have a bad well, and that's the other this. thing is, is
1: uh, you know, as a hungry filmmaker, you know, and as someone who had who had no proven record at the time, there's people that are going to come along and they're going to say no. They're going to say, no, you can't do that, we can't spend that, we can't do this, that, that idea is not, you know, like he has his ideas, but somebody's still there, some producer or somebody is a gatekeeper saying, no, we're not doing that. But then once it becomes a prequels and it's all him, everyone's just a bunch of yes men, you know, and just running around going, yes, sir, Mr. Lucas, yes, 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 let's have this, this guy with floppy ears, he'll be hilarious you know
0: and that. Yeah. well that, that, that that's that's kind of one of my theories actually I always say about Star Wars I mean for me new hope and the empire strikes back I can never sort of make up my mind which one I love more cuz cuz I love them both greatly and um you know obviously I, think, I always think the big un- unsung hero is Gary Kurtz because Gary Kurtz produced those two films and, y- y- you know, from what I understand, challenged Lucas about quite a lot of things and had very different ideas about where Return or Revenge of the Jedi, as it was then, should go, um, hence why he wasn't involved in that project. And I th- And I've always thought that shows because, you know, I've always had, much as I still love Jedi because I was a kid, you know, but, um, you know, I I have various issues with that. And, you know, when we had Rick McCallum on the prequels, he was a bit like you've just described, a yes man, and you know george had absolutely 100% creative control over everything which you know is good for some things i, I never want to slag george because he created you know he made me the person i am today but at the same time you know he has made some bad choices as well as as, mm. as we all agree i think so you know but uh i you know i always have that theory about you know the producer um has a lot to do with it and gary kurtz for sure
4: i will say this though um you do realize from like like you do sort of see from the new ones they're making, like the Force Awakens, everyone that's making all the new Star Wars, they're major major fans and they really want to protect the you know mythology and the history. Like me and Simon have watched um, the new Rebel series and I've watched a bit of the um, the Clone Wars, and they they really are like passionate what they do and they they are they like they like nerds like the rest of you guys like yeah. not a nerd, but they really like you guys. They they really want to keep the mythology alive.
5: Mm.
4: And they're not just in it for money. They're not just they're not doing it for their own um, ego. I'm not saying George Lucas did, but then it was kind of like you could see from the was it the extra footage on the DVDs that you got (laughs) the documentaries. George Lucas, he he sat back and he's talking like this, and he's he's really not there. (laughs) I remember thinking, you're George Lucas, all the mystique around it, and you're thinking you're really not the guy I thought you were. But in this one, I'm kind of I'm glad they 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 really do. Everyone is so involved with this. The new ones that they really do have a love for it. They are super mm. nerds.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree entirely with you there, Antonio. In fact, um, that's that's a really interesting point because here's here's what I think, and uh, you know I have quite strong views on this. Um, I actually think Dave Filoni, who is the guy behind uh, the Rebel series and and obviously was the Clone Wars. You see, I think he should be from a creative standpoint um running that side of Lucasfilm well, the, you know the whole i side i have well i have ev- i have every respect for kathleen kennedy uh, and you know her career her work with her husband frank marshall and all the work she's done for um you know spielberg etc but i've seen her interviewed a few times and what i don't get from her um is the the only the only comparison I can kind of give it is, you know, everybody thinks that the it's a general consensus that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, another Disney property, um is quite consistent and and generally really good. You know, the films and shows and everything that they're that they're putting out. And when you listen to Kevin Feige you know that guy is a you know total comic fanboy. He's and a bona fide nerd. We know that. Yes, a- absolutely. And and I think Dave Filoni is that kind of bona fide nerd as well. And uh, you know when it comes to Star Wars, and and I honestly think that uh, y- you know we we know he does Rebels and he's done a great job of that. I wish he was more involved in the in the live action side of 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 the Star Wars franchise.
4: I really like Kathleen Kennedy like it wasn't until today because Simon was saying that and he meant he mentioned someone might bring up that she's they're anti her but I was like what? Why? And you look at what she's done fair enough she's not the forefront of anything and she's actually never wanted to be like I watched an interview and she's saying she never wanted to be in the forefront she's always wanted to be behind she's a producer she's an executive producer and she's always been the woman that's she's like the person you want on board and <clears throat> I think she's the best person for the job because she's Never going to be the one in... She is in charge, but she's hiring the right people. And, like, she will fire the people that aren't right. And you can see that for a fact.
0: Well, yeah, ab- absolutely. She I was going to say... Nerd. The- I
4: mean, Kevin Feige, he, yes, he does great interviews, and he's he looks like he's a man, he's a nerd. But then he's made some bad mistakes, man. He's not the guy you think he is. He is good at what he's doing, but he's got people behind him. I mean, he's listening to the Marvel people. I think, she She's listening to... She's the one who kept um Kevin Feige not Kevin Feige um Dave Filoni on because he 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 did Clone Wars the series and she could easily gone go because you know you're part of the old crew but she kept him on and she, he's like an advisor now from what I can know so i think she is doing a really good job but she is getting a lot of flack which i don't really understand why she's getting such flack for it cuz fair enough she hasn't got the nerdy chops but she is an amazing producer and the things she's done like you read the list and it'll make your eyes weep because what woman or what man has done that with such consistency over the years? And you haven't heard her name because until now, she's been doing all this and you don't know anything about her. I'm getting quite emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do really like the way she's doing it because, you know, she said in an interview she wanted to have a mixed group of people, like male, female, different races, different castes, different cultures. It's all intermixed. Like, it's not just one thing. And she's, she does listen to people, that's the thing. I think uh, Kevin Feige, he probably does listen to people, but that's a universe that actually has a lot behind it, like the Marvel um, comics. There's so many of them, so he's cherry picking everything. Yeah, and he's, he's made some bad mistakes.
3: Can I just add something as well about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? that s- since it's since uh, Iron Man and the introduction of trying to get the Avengers together, they've there's always been this aim and that's been avengers infinity war yeah so there's always been this goal at the end of the the tunnel the the thing about the cinema about star wars is is that they're doing two different things they're doing the 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 main uh, trilogy mm. and then they're doing all the side projects so you know quality-wise they are going to be different the it's not going to be as consistent because there isn't that common goal at the end of it.
4: I mean asking you guys, do you know any other universe like Star Wars that has this same universe? Like can anyone name anything?
3: Like, Star Trek?
4: Yeah, but that's like ugh. Because <laughs> what? they they reboot themselves. No, but they've rebooted themselves and gone, we're ignoring this. Okay, we, we can't do any more with this sort of universe of Star Trek. We're gonna make it go in an alternative universe. Everyone's young and pretty and hot. These are the hot actors we're gonna use, boom. And it's just, It's what are they doing? Because they, they don't know really, they don't have a goal. Because, like, what was it Into Darkness? No, it's not like um, Rafa Khan. Yes, it is. You kept <laughs> saying it's not a like Rafa Khan, and we are like, it's Rafa Khan. Then they have Discovery. Oh, this is, um, it's all going to relate. No, it's not. You have just made this up. This isn't even in the storyline of the timeline. So they're making up as they go along. I mean, it's got nerds up in arms, but they're just happy that Star Trek's still out there. Yeah, but that. do not,
0: but do you not think Star Wars is making it up as it goes along? Being yes. Ryan Johnson threw out everything that J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan had set up, and basically threw it out, and uh you know uh, made his own film. Um, and in turn, like it's an independent filmmaker,
2: set up for uh, uh, Episode Nine as well.
4: Yeah, admittedly, like they're cherry picking all the ex- um was it Legend Universe, the Expanded Universe, now Legend. They're cherry picking everything, like. Carlo Wren was Raven, Raven, Raven.
3: Oh, uh, Darth Raven. Darth
4: Raven. Yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, he's this, and she's um, this person." But they are cherry picking whatever they want, which is it's got fans up in arms, and then fans are fine. But it's it, it is really hard to sort of measure Star Wars against anything else because there isn't anything else quite like it. Like, come on, fa- face it. They 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 said we're finished making Star Wars films um for the prequels. Now they started making them again. And they do, they are making up as they go along, fair enough. And you can say it's a marketing spin thing. But they are, I think they're doing quite a good job with it at the moment. Like I have complete faith in them. I mean, I don't know what Ryan Johnson's going to do with the new trilogy he's doing, and how the new solo film's going to do, and if they do the new. Um, Obi Wan, Kenobi, Bill, Ben <laughs> Kenobi.
5: <laughs>
0: well, I mean I mean it it is a fact that the last three projects have uh you know, had um director changes during them. You know, we've had this with Rogue One, we we've had it's we've had it with Solo and I, I I'm not sure if but wasn't uh Colin Trevorrow originally attached to this before Ryan Johnson or have I got no, that. Wrong? No. It was uh, episode, uh, episode nine, nine. Yeah oh it was nine okay but um yeah so Have you he, had issues you know, with the
4: changes though
0: well uh, okay to, to sort of come back to, to sort of come back to what james said um and and i find this quite telling to, to in myself is i've seen the last jedi twice okay um and I've not had. I mean, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get the 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 Blu-ray because there's a uh, deleted scenes and commentaries and all sorts of stuff on it, which which I want to dig into. Um, but I've had no desire to watch it again. I, in fact, the second time I watched it, I really struggled with it. Right, Force Awakens, I saw five times at the cinema. Um, now, you know, uh, yeah, I've tonally. I do have my problems with it. I don't hate it. I'm definitely not... In fact, um, people on social media, it's terrible. I mean, those haters, uh, there seems to be some sort of rant every day, and I just don't subscribe to that because, A, I don't have the time to watch and keep up with all that stuff in the first place, but also... Uh, you know those people are not you know that that's a really bad energy and you know there's some horrible things being said about Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson which I don't agree with you know because I respect them for what they do having said that though uh you know I don't I do have issues with uh Last Jedi and I think I'm trying to look at it logically as to what the problem is and I think part of the problem is no plan you know the fact that jj and lawrence kasdan had set up the the story line to continue um i don't know how much of that was thrown out or what but i i think this is part of the problem it feels to me very disjointed so far but then maybe we'll get like a return of the jedi and at the end everything will get explained because because dan's point about the whole you know um Nobody believing that, or or not everybody believing that uh, Darth Vader was was Luke's father. I remember that was what was so great about it. When I was at school, is in in the schoolyard, we'd be having conversations where you know half half the kids thought that he was telling the truth, and half thought he did wasn't. And you know that's a good point that we didn't know all the answers until the third film. So hopefully. JJ is now and well, the next one going to give us all the answers, I guess. But um, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it didn't have the watch appeal that I was hoping it would have. And, and I'm I'm sad about that because, you know, I want to love everything because it's Star Wars. But I actually prefer Rebels <laughs> over over the latest film, you know.
4: <laughs> How many people have actually watched Rebels here, like the actual series?
0: The first three seasons, yes. I've yeah. not seen the latest season yet.
4: Have you guys in America seen it? Various
2: episodes, yeah. but the yeah. whole thing. I've
4: what seen do you think of it? Because I mean, I kind of—I I spoiled myself. I actually know what's happened in the last series, and I can't tell Simon. But it was like, no
0: spoilers. No, yeah, no you. spoilers.
4: When you think of it, they've—they've they've laid the characters out so much better than even the original Star Wars did. You know them more better, and it's, it's so much more fluid. And it's like that's really—I mean—that's a testament to um, Dave Filoni about how he's done that. And that's—I mean. In a way you can say that I the main character, Ezra, is like I like him more than Luke Skywalker. He's so less whiny. Because mm. he just he he grows and you see the growth and you see it happening. And it's like, I wish they could do that with Star Wars, but they're so segmented now where they they don't know really what to do. Like they say they want to make a, a Luke Skywalker solo film. I don't know if that will happen. Mm. But it's just how can you, you know, do any more with these singular characters like the one a Luke Skywalker film, they want a Princess Leia film. And they want to watch a Chewbacca film. They want a Lando Caridian film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want, you know, Wook, uh, no, Ewok yeah. film. Ewok.
0: Well, we've had two of those.
4: And they want a Boba Fett film. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, they want to milk it for everything they can, basically. That's,
4: that's <laughs> well,
1: speaking of the animated series, um, Filoni you know, I mean, it certainly captured the spirit of Star Wars, I thought, in the Rebels. But he also captured it in Clone Wars, I thought. Yeah. Um, more so more, than the more than towards
4: the, the end. I, because I felt the, the end, Yeah, because in the end of, the, of Clone Wars, when it got a bit more darker,
5: mm-hmm. it
4: really felt like this is what you wanted um, the actual revenge of the Seth to be. Because you felt all, oh, because you gradually saw him fall from grace, and
5: mm-hmm. you so had this
4: relationship with Ahsoka, and you're like he just seemed like a twat in the in the other films, and now he was a real character, and you like oh, you can exactly, see, yeah. yeah. And like, watching that, you can think. Yeah, one of um was Obi Wan Kenobi story, because you could see he might have gone out and done some more stuff with uh, Bell Organa.
5: Mm-hmm. Who knows?
1: Well, that that episode with um, with Ahsoka fighting Darth Vader and and rebels was incredible. Yeah, light, well, I think it was the third end of the third season. Is that right?
4: Second, second season,
1: or second season? Okay, yeah, that was that was just such a great episode.
5: I mean, uh, you've, yeah. not,
4: you've not seen it um, yet when he um, when Darth Maul fights um, Obi Wan Kenobi. 'Cause that's it's really short, but it's done really well. And they, they end Darth Maul Sorry, spoiler. Um, it, you, you, you <laughs> see you see it come full circle. Like you see what he what happened to him in the Clone Wars and how he's, you know he got his legs back. Woo. Um <laughs> you, you saw his character suddenly after all these years of hatred, it just that was it. And I thought that was really well done. Because you at yeah. the ending of Darth Vader, yeah that was it. Like mm. he saved his son, that was it. He didn't say sorry for shit, and that was it.
0: No, I mean, this this, this, is, this, is, this is my point exactly. You know, Dave Filoni, there's no doubt about it, has done an absolutely, him and his team have done an absolutely amazing job with, you know, first Clone Wars and, and, and now Rebels, right?
4: But can you, can you imagine being in charge of all of Star Wars? I couldn't imagine a bigger nightmare. I mean, I was a manager in a coffee shop once and that was stressful. <laughs> I don't want to be in charge of everything else like that. Because imagine everything you've got to think about. And you have to appease and you have to get right. So I know Kathleen Turner gets a lot of um, shtick because, you know, raise a female lead character where, you know, is it? Is there so many female lead characters because she's there, like Jen Ursa, female lead character. And it's like, oh, there's, there's too many women in, in it now.
0: Yeah, I have no problem with the, you know, the diverse new, you know, cast and... uh you know, I'm all for equality and all that stuff. I don't, I don't, yeah, that that's, that's actually not my, um, not my, pro- I, I was more upset with the way Luke was, was handled in, um, in Last Jedi. Uh, but you know, again, this, this is, this is the, uh, you know, the kid in me <laughs> that, 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 that loves, you know, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia, you know, obviously, uh, the legacy characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Je- James, have you got any more, um, you know, thoughts on that or anything more you want to no. say about that? I've so
2: prepared more on where Star Wars is going. I wasn't really prepared much to talk about uh, Last Jedi specifically.
0: Okay. Oh, well, let's get on to that.
4: Did anyone read the um, Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic comics and books? Yes. Do you think they'll ever make that into? Because, you know, they've they've canonised a lot of things. They've left a lot of things ambiguous. Because I'd love to see a film about the Old Republic and the Knights of Ba-di-da. Well,
0: if Di- if Disney get their way, we will.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I think the Dave Filoni argument would go in, in well because he seems to the people that he picks from the legends, you know, like Thrawn and other characters. He does a good job picking the people that you know that really are important to the series.
4: Come is he going to turn into George Lucas and just turn into everyone's going to be a yes man? Because I think where he is well, now yeah. is so suitable. <laughs> Because he, he, I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, I can Google it now, but I don't know him doing any feature films. I mean, he's done a lot of the, you know, comic, the series and stuff, but has he done a feature film?
0: No, I don't think so. Not, Not as, far as far as I'm aware, no. Unless you unless you cast The Clone Wars as, as a feature film. Well, unlike film, George you know. Lucas,
2: he, he'll he have somebody to answer to, just like yeah. Captain Kennedy does now. Yeah. So yeah. that's one big difference that everybody's going to have after George Lucas. I mean, Lucas. I know
4: he's an advisor for a lot of things, like, because he's got a lot of ideas a lot of amazing ideas, which
5: mm-hmm. I think
4: that's a role he's very suitable for. I, mean, I don't know if he, if he does a feature film, like we don't know how many more feature films are going to do. They could do like 20, 25 more. Anything's mm-hmm. possible.
3: But, uh, so James, what was your thoughts on the, where Star Wars is going? I'm curious to know.
2: Okay. Well, a, f- a, a few things. It's, it's kind of like a few puzzle pieces that seem to be forming a different picture. Right. And, uh, First one is how fast Solo is coming out, and I'm wondering if the timing is going to hurt it, because I I, f- I feel like I'm in the trash compactor with Last Jedi on one side and Solo <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> and uh, I mean, here we are, you know, doing this podcast for the release of the Blu-ray when yeah. two months from now Solo comes out. I wonder if, like, you know, the ca- if casual viewers are going to be like. Oh, a Star Wars movie. Then wasn't there just a Star Wars movie? Isn't you know, and get confused and not want to see it, or you know, think it's you know they've already seen it or whatever. So I'm wondering if uh, the closeness of this is going to hurt it. Uh, although there's another section of people saying it's intentional that you know there's that that other side that says Solo is so bad that uh, they almost want to bury it on purpose. But I find that one hard to believe.
5: Mm. Yeah,
3: at the end of the day, they want to make as much money as possible. So uh, burying it in the summer season uh, doesn't seem like a good place. I, I must admit, I'm with you on the the release date. Um, the one thing I was enjoying about the uh, release schedule they had so far was that, you know, every Christmas you had a Star Wars film to look forward yeah. to. Mm. So that for Solo to be coming out so soon, it's like, hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, yeah, it agreed. wasn't it supposed to be like... Ever since *Fantomit* or uh, *Force Awakens*, the orig- original intention was May, and mm. then they keep getting pushed back. But now we already heard Episode Nine's pushback back to December. So why not just leave *Solo* until December? Like, why try to? You know, I mean, they have, apparently they just finished uh, reshoots last month. You know, why rush this thing out? Why not say, okay? You know, as, as everybody knows, we had a big shake-up here. We have to delay it. It's going to come out around Christmas. It just, uh, you know, seems odd to me.
0: No, I agree. I, I would prefer to have it for Christmas, actually.
4: <laughs> well, I think the thing is that they're they're doing it in with a calendar of the Marvel films now, aren't they? Because well, it seems yeah, to be all, like
2: all the Mar- Marvel films come out a year, so yeah. Mm. I mean, but that I could think be they're trying, trying to sort of get of year, that
4: cool. same rhythm going, aren't they? They don't want to muck up because, let's face it, it's connected with Disney. Um, Star Wars and Marvel they're connected so every bit in the calendar has to be different so they like was it um, when they do the calendar for the, the year when they do their Disney comic whatever yeah. thing, they show you the calendar for the years and it's chocker so they have to fit everything in sometimes they've got to squeeze it in and finish it quickly or they've got to um, lengthen it out I mean, I mean I don't know how they operate and how the marketing schemes work because what the big film this year is Infinity War so they, they can never compete with that
2: does anyone else find it uh, interesting that out of all the announcements they've been making so far, the one announcement they haven't made is what movie is coming after episode nine? I mean, Bob Iger is already on record saying a Star Wars movie is coming out once per year until, yeah. you, you know, for, you know, until like 2030. It's like 10 years ago or something. Like yeah. So uh, <laughs> so why haven't we heard anything about the next movie yet? I mean, they've announced full, uh, Rogue One way in advance. They announced Solo way in advance. We haven't heard anything about this, uh, what follows episode nine.
4: Yeah, but I'm, I'm making the assumption it's going to be the Ryan Johnson sort of trilogy that he's doing. Because he's making his own trilogy and they're starting filming, I think, probably May.
2: But initially it was supposed to be saga anthology, saga anthology. So if Ryan Johnson's comes out, which I'm still not 100%, I, 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 I'm still. Not positive that that's actually coming out because, again, it's funny how they made an announcement saying, hey, we're starting even though it was an an- a non-announcement that happened just in time for you know the Blu-ray release. As I said last time, the announcement like, hey, we're giving Ryan Johnson his own trilogy was just in time for the Last Jedi theatrical release. And you'll see there's tons of videos saying, wow, if they're already giving him his own trilogy, this must be good. So I'm convinced that that's the reason they made the initial announcement. I'm convinced that that's why they're making this non announcement now, like, hey, we're start we're starting oh, with what? Oh, uh I guess writing a script maybe? Like who knows? Yeah, but
4: he was he was recently at the Empire Awards and he won an award there and he said, Well, I'm gonna have a little break now and then I'm gonna go start on my net project and you know, he's that's gonna be my next big thing for the few years. And he's not gonna reveal everything because it's all probably gonna be sorted out. I mean, Cause that's going to be um what after the the next uh star wars film and it might be taking place after in a different universe I mean, we don't know what they're doing but and as far as i know and what i read it's still going ahead but then they're very cloak and dagger about it, aren't they really i mean yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
4: and i'm, I'm kind of glad about that
2: i believe that ryan johnson won once uh once it's actually in production
4: yeah i mean from what i read it's definitely going ahead but you never know too much about things that are going forward, anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's one of the things I, I'm wondering about the Ryan Johnson thing is that uh, he, he, you know, he uh, he was going on Twitter all over the place, you, you know, fighting the fans about less Jedi. Which, okay, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, fine, but I think it helped to add bad taste in people's mouths. I
4: like right was caught in he defending it. You, you see the things he's writing. Is this? I mean, come on, if someone shits on your work, you're gonna you're gonna not take it, aren't you? It wasn't fighting. I think he was belittling them from the stupidity, Mark Hamill had his back. Yeah, but some,
2: some of the stuff is le- legitimate. Not they really. ignore the legitimate stuff, and they focus on mm. the nonsense, you know? Okay, you want to focus on the nonsense, fine, but foc- you know, then reply to the le- legitimate uh, reasons as well.
4: Well, like, there was one, p- p- I mean, I can't, remember, I can't remember when it was, but someone was picking, a, picking at him, and he said, well, I'm making films, what are you doing in your, in your basement? And I thought, <laughs> yes, that was a good comeback. <sighs> recording a
0: podcast (laughs) (laughs) that is a very good comeback actually i like that i know kathleen (laughs) Kathleen kennedy
4: said that she is going to have a female director and i'm thinking about today like it's really hard the the only one recently that's actually had a female directing female director directing any kind of you know superhero science fiction was the female director from wonder woman Mm. And isn't it? yeah Patty Jenkins think, yeah there isn't Great many job. women that are out there doing that and I remember was it Natalie Portman she was trying to spearhead a lot of female directors and there was that film Jane's Got a Gun Yeah, she spearheaded this female director and the female director had a panic attack and just had a breakdown and couldn't do it because there was too much pressure on her I was thinking as a female director imagine you've got to be in charge of all this and doing this and doing this because like female directors let's face it bar the whole um, Wonder Woman Female directors like what, Greta, Greta Gerwig, female director, all like fluffy films, funny films, relatable films. You don't have the big, big bombastic films, female directors doing it really
3: well. You're forgetting about uh, 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 Bigelow. Yeah,
1: she's, awesome
3: Bigelow, yeah, yeah, she does all the big bombastic films. If anything, she does the sort of macho films, mm. you but know. She's
4: not, she's not, she's like the only one then that I know. Remember of.
1: Mimi Ladder? She used to do that as well. She did like, uh. The
4: Peacemaker
0: oh, and the Peacemaker, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they were they were action movies. <laughs> yeah, they, were. But it's they been, were. It's been a while yeah. that there has been any sort of female directors doing yeah. anything like that, and I, I find that really quite tragic. And I think that there there isn't any female directors out there that I could think would, I would want to do a Star Wars film that wouldn't be too fluffy.
3: I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I kind of dis, I disagree with you. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of female directors out there as well mm. as male directors who would love to give it a go. Yeah. Uh yeah, you you are right it would be a lot of pressure because mm. there's a lot of, there's a lot riding on it. I mean, think about it, the budget for the original Star Wars probably covers the catering yeah. on these films now. Mm. You know. For one day. <laughs> well, no, not for one day, but <laughs> maybe for the whole shoot. So the the That's pressure of, of creating something that is gonna make money is there and this disney um as much as they're letting their directors do what they kind of want they are then when they see it kind of then going right we need to make these changes Mm. and we saw that with rogue one we don't know what the um what the original cut is and i i guess we never will as much as as much as it we we'd love to see it because mm. it when it when it was announced uh, that it was going to be like a war film that it was going to be from the point of view of these grunts you thought mm. oh wow this is going to be great it's going to be like a a full metal jacket in space I mean for the fact that they used the full metal jacket poster mm. as promotional for Rogue One but then it became more of a heist film. And so you know, there's there is that going on, but I, I I think a female director, I you know, I think it'd be a great opportunity for. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I don't again for my I don't think the 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 gender really matters as long as it's you know whoever's directing it, um, you, you know, stays true to what Star Wars is, and you, you know, and the creatives behind it, and the writers, and all that kind of have some sort of uh you know you know voice in that um but uh the the dots need to be connected and and the and the tone needs to be maintained and uh I think you know I don't know for for me um episode nine has got a little bit of course correcting to do to get there but um but but you know we're, we're not there yet are we
4: last year I did nothing you wanted I mean you could sort of make you might have made you sit there and go huh? But it did nothing you expected. Like when you saw Snoke being killed, you're like, you what? But then, it's like I've said this before, you now have a, like a fully rounded baddie that is, you know, he's not the best baddie, but you're seeing him be created more so. But he's not, you know, we don't know what he's going to do next, which is really quite interesting because you never saw that with Darth Vader. He went from wine little kid to going, no, and then he saw Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I totally agree with that. It seems like this is kind of a, a redo of the Darth Vader story, in a sense, but a better, way better, as far as the complications with the character.
4: Yeah,
3: I, I, I must admit, I'm kind of worried about Episode Nine because, as, as you said, Keith, about there's going to be a lot of course correcting done in it. I, I, I think,
2: and, and uh, Abrams isn't. Know, I'm sorry, uh, Abrams yeah. isn't known for uh, wrapping things up
5: well
4: either yeah <laughs> I've seen yeah. a really funny meme so, um it's a picture of Kathleen Kennedy I think it's like at one of their shows when she's shaking his hand and it's they've meaned it and saying it's your shit to sort out now mm-hmm. she's shaking his hand and some of the words blow it like yeah. he's got to fix it all together which I think it's that's, that's, for, that's uh, kind of uh, not Abraham uh, Abraham's thing because he's what was it um Cleverfield we don't know what's going on with that at the moment
3: oh the, the Cleverfield uh films
4: yeah so Cloverfield, you attend Cloverfield Lane, then Cloverfield Clover- Paradox. Paradox, yeah. And it doesn't make any sense, and you think, it wouldn't be that hard to make it connect, but they've really messed it up.
3: Well, the problem was connecting it. Yeah. They should have been just separate stories.
4: Mm. Well, yeah, like so it initially worked. Yeah. yeah. For a science fiction film, you thought, there's one thing you got to do, you've got to make the baddies real and make people real. And they didn't. They've not. They've just not. And I thought, that's the easiest thing to do in science fiction. You just make that happen but
3: no (laughs) what i wanted to say was that um i do feel like what was set up by ryan johnson is is going to be undone Mm. and i I think that's going to be a shame because i i I quite liked where he left it you know and i was
4: how do you mean undone
3: well because you know as as we said you know, the stuff that J.J. J. Abrahams was setting up in the first one was thrown out by Ryan Johnson. And then the stuff that Ryan Johnson wanted for uh, episode nine has been thrown out by J.J. J. Abrams. So.
4: Where have you read that?
3: I, I have read it.
4: I have read it. I'm <laughs> the argumentative here. I mean, we don't know the, the schematics of what was thrown out and what was kept. I mean, to the day we die, we're never going to sit in these board meetings and see the ideas that were hashed out and then flushed out. So you mean? It-
3: I think we can hazard some good guesses. I mean, for the fact that the the whole mystery of Ray's parents mm. was thrown out in episode eight,
2: and the lightsaber was literally thrown out. No, yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah. So episode nine, it would be well. Actually, Ray is the the child of of a Skywalker or a Solo, or you know. Well,
4: I think they the like was it um, Daisy Ridley said in the interview. She's sort of gone on record saying, oh, "I thought they explained that about her parents. Like basically." Because they don't explain her parents. That's the explanation. She doesn't have any parents. She was abandoned. That's the only explanation I think you need.
3: Yeah, I know, but
4: because it, you can I mean you can you can analyze the whole film and saying, well, she's got a was it a rebel doll? She's made by hand. How how did she get that? She's on a city that was you know where they used to crash land or the the broken Death Stars and he, scavengers used to go and scavenge <laughs> like she was, she was yeah, yeah, yeah. left for trash
3: basically I don't think that's what happened on that planet
4: no no because that was a planet that there was a there was a battle there was a battle but there was yes. an original scene on the artwork of the book which I've got right behind me like there where <laughs> they originally they had a Death Star that was going to crash land into the planet which was basically going to be like it's the trash planet oh, but there was a battle there And there's this whole history of Palpatine having connections there. Is she his granddaughter? Who gives a crap? It's just... There's all this sort of stuff that... Because, like, she's actually said, oh, it was all explained. Because it wasn't explained. Because you don't need to know. And there was so much pressure on it, like... Because they wanted to know.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a there's a lot that hasn't been explained. Like for example, you know, the whole lightsaber thing is is just not it, it that's just been ignored. I mean that literally has been thrown off the cliff like he did, you know. So um because Naz Naz says in the film beforehand that um, you know, that's that there's there's a story behind that. And there is, obviously, because how the hell did she get it? Um but whether or not that's ever that's going to be in some book or comic probably now (laughs) you (laughs) know (laughs) exactly I mean I I think it's okay to let the director if it's a side film if it's one of the anthology films you you know they're they're individual films and I think that's fine but when it's part of the saga when it's part of a trilogy when it I think that there needs to be some arc and consistency across the films and you, you, you know I, I I don't know I just
4: why do that because you they didn't know, have it in the originals or the prequels so carry on with the theme there isn't a consistency to it and there were, you can't name a film that has a trilogy of consistency was it Indiana Jones what was consistent well if they were all individual stories he had a hat weren't they yeah they there wasn't stories, a continuation of the stories they were their own individual things so to, to say a trilogy should have some lineage and connection is it's that's a that's a, you know, well, that's dis- the
2: idea of a trilogy. Otherwise, it's yeah, just
4: three standalone God, films. But, but was that? How did that connect to each other? There wasn't much of a connection. You say, yes, it's got some of the same characters and the children, the grandchildren, la di da. I can't name for life me a trilogy that has this sort of what you want, all these connecting things to it. I mean, they're trying their best, but like I said, it's you have got a bunch of people that are like they're watching it too closely which is, you know, I'm one of them. I probably do watch it too closely, but... I'm
2: fine, but they shouldn't set up things that are meant to be answered in the next movie if they're not going yeah, to take it, a trilogy deal with it so as it a standalone stand- an stand- yeah. story.
4: Yeah. I mean, let's face the fact George Lucas didn't make out for Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker to be siblings. I mean, that was... Exactly. He, he can lie for his teeth for it, but come on. he There was... In, in Empire Strikes, there's a, there's a deleted scene where it got a little bit freaky.
5: <laughs> that was like oh god
4: uh, thank god they didn't put that in but that was just to save time but there's a he He can say whatever he wants but he did not have this whole universe planned out whatever he says
3: I think he had not as much like as he's like made Luba out
2: he had the yes. idea yeah. Yeah, It, I mean, a it lot was, was all changed. in the original script, and he had to break that script. That script was impossible to do, so he had to break it into three different yeah. movies. But he,
4: I mean, he didn't make he didn't want he didn't make Princess Leia to be the sister. Leia correct. The that's what we just said. Yeah. yeah,
2: but the overall story he had in place.
4: Sorry, I just repeated what he said. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't. He he definitely has has changed the story through the years. Back then, especially back then, I remember several interviews where he would say, you know, even Darth Vader being the father was something that kind of came up later. That wasn't that wasn't his initial plan. So, at least that's what I read. <laughs> well, it, it isn't
3: isn't that just filmmaking? Yeah. yeah isn't that exactly. just filmmaking? Because you set out with a plan, but then when you're there shooting it on the day, things change. Things happen. Ideas come along that uh, you know improve it. Mm-hmm. So it is really difficult to have like a concrete plan
1: that everybody sticks to. Mm-hmm. Although I think I do think Keith's idea a standalone film about Luke Skywalker's lightsaber might be interesting. Wait start <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
4: dancing. Yeah. We gotta, That's we the next one. Us. That follows. It's called
0: The Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy on Bespin is like, "Oh, that's odd. There's a hand. There's a hand sticking out of no, the uh,
2: cold, eating the uh, midi out of it." Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, yeah. Oh.
2: Have you guys heard any of the uh, announcements for the Star Wars land that's coming? No. No. Yes. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. I we mean, knew it was going to sound... happen
4: because there's yeah. going to be Star Wars on ice soon. I'm ready for that. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, That's called that's called uh, Hoth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's called Hoth. <Hoff. laughs> so the thing that sounds interesting is it's going to be a complete Star Wars environment. Like you completely wouldn't, you step into it, the idea is you're actually in the Star Wars universe. The uh, thing that seems negative and odd about it is you're not going to have uh, actual branded Star Wars merchandise in the Star Wars land. Because the reasoning is like, you know, you, know, you want to go into the cantina and, you know, see like Star Wars shirts or Star Wars toys. So that's not going to be here. But they'll have like odd toys like these like crafted like wicker uh, X wings and Tie fighters and stuff like they were made like on some kind of like poor planet or something, and so it seems kind of weird because I, I would think if you go to a Star Wars land, sounds
4: like they to have another meeting about that, don't yeah,
0: they? Y- you'll you'll get the branded stuff on the way out in the gift shop once you've left the land. <laughs> when... <laughs> it's, it's weird that there's
2: nothing in the land. Mm.
0: That's good then. Yeah, uh, Secret Cinema was like that. I, yeah. I agree, but. it
2: I I think it's going to go against people's expectations. I expect within a couple of years we're going to see branded stuff inside Star Wars land.
0: Mm. Yeah, I must admit, a couple of years back before the the new trilogy, I did the Secret Cinema here in London, um, which was a Star Wars-themed one. And uh, you know what? It was so nice because the first thing you had to do was relinquish your um, uh, smartphone On the way in. Um, you know, that was that was that's part of the rules of it. You had to dress a certain way and you had to relinquish all your and do you know, it was so liberating because you you weren't there thinking, oh God, I gotta get a picture of that. Oh, get a picture of me with this, oh, oh look, there's a there's an R2 unit. Quick, let's get a picture of that. You were just not worrying about any of that and going going along with it. And it was so well done. I mean, the cantina Oh, I wanted to cry. It made the child in me just, uh, (laughs) you know, it, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. And you know what? I thought to myself when I got to the end, I thought that was so refreshing and it was so nice that everybody wasn't on their bloody smartphones taking videos and selfies and God knows what. It was really nice that, you know, you could just become part of the, uh, the world and go in there and i'm sure probably that's what disney have in mind but of, of course james you know even though you'll be able to buy the in-world toys while you're in the world i bet you as soon as you get out of the disney park and you, you know to the gates there will be a branded store as well
2: <laughs> yes, so <you> step <laughs> yeah. out of the land exactly yeah. we, we also have this uh 3d star wars experience have you heard about this
0: yes we we're getting that as well i believe yeah, uh, it's just with the virtual reality one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 So I had the uh, fortune of doing that. It was pretty awesome. Shooting cool? stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: So there you go. That can be our, the Star Wars we all want in our head, literally. Now, yeah,
2: You know, one thing <laughs> that uh, I did think about, uh, the difference between Star Wars now and Star Wars when we were kids is, well, for one thing, we, we only had a movie every three years, but yeah. we also had almost nothing but toys in the meantime to, to fill that space and create our own stories and create our own almost like uh, we I think it was more of active participation with Star Wars where it seems like these days it's more like passive, you know, like I think video games might be the as uh, most active participation you get. You know, I, I, even toys, most of them stay in cases these days. So I think that probably has a lot to do with Star Wars when we are kids versus how people experience uh, Star Wars today.
1: I think that's one of the problems with kind of this barrage of Star Wars films, just like the MCU. You know, It's just like we're getting so many of these that they don't have the same gravitas that they used to have for us, because like you said, you know, we, we had them every three years. And then in between, you're just kind of imagining what's going to come next and playing with your toys and and hoping for the next one to come. I mean, the 10 year old inside of me, if, if I knew I was going to get a Star Wars every year, I would have been overjoyed. But as an adult, it just doesn't seem like it seems like it's like too much of a good thing that can it, there can be too much of a good thing. You know, like the H1 just has less and less impact I guess is the
0: best way to put it. Yeah, you're you're diluting it the whole time. The more there is, the more diluted it gets and and whoever thought that would uh having too much would be a problem.
5: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but
0: uh, I mean, you know, when we were kids, we were obviously we were getting the comics and stuff and you know, like James said playing with the figures and you know, just wanting more and more and more of it and uh you know, the kids of today have got that uh in 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 you know in abundance um the toys are sitting on the shelves now
4: do you guys yeah. talk yeah. to any kids or anything do you know any kids i know kids that are still ha- starving for toys yeah. like that yeah
2: I, I have two kids so <laughs> yeah yeah um, but i mean production it, it, they're, they're making so much that they they, they they can't push it out
4: yeah but i don't yeah. know many kids that are like you know own everything in a the- you know they don't want everything, and we never wanted everything when we were kids. I mean, by the fact we couldn't afford it. I mean, the toys have I been mean, the main thing that made Star Wars such an success success story. I mean, yeah, the film made a lot of money. Yeah, the but
3: toys made more.
4: Yeah, they made a sh- that made George Lucas get more money to do what he wanted and be be what he is. I mean, you know, they can never repeat it. That's a sad fact. Like, they can never repeat the the toy history they've done. I mean, even the toys nowadays. I mean, kids play with toys, but not as much as they did because a lot of them were on computer games, which is kind of sad.
1: Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they are I mean, the other,
4: the other thing about Star Wars now is they, so they've got rid of the Legends universe and they're cherry picking what they want, but they're not releasing as many books as they did a year. I think, so they're releasing books like Canto Bai and uh, the Bloodline trilogy and what was the other trilogy they've done recently? It was the one that took place afterwards, my brain just gone for it. but. um yeah, they're not being as you know as releasing any as much books because they're being very strict with the history now. Which I think that's yeah, nice, yeah, but Pablo kind of Degado like or whatever starving, his name is. What you want to know? Well, yes, and
3: no. I mean, it did get to a point where there was so many books you just couldn't yeah. read them all.
4: Yeah, but the thing is because they're making up the history of the and they want this, the timeline to fix and they don't want to give too much away and yeah, because with the other ones they could do they basically do whatever they wanted. Yeah, to a degree.
3: But then there was a whole gap between films i mean Mm. that the books filled in what the films because there was no films being made at that point when a lot of the books came out yeah it's
4: like shadow empire was they did that in between empire and return the jedi they made a book they made a computer game they made a graphic novel yeah they even did make toys yes they did well for growing ups let's be fair just play with it but um yeah, I mean, I, I can say for the moment they're not doing as much as they were, but then they're doing more than they were. So it's it's it it's it, they. I don't think they have a plan, but then you you can't knock them for that because the the way the world works nowadays, everything is so immediate and everything's kind of fad related. It's like they've got all these little games on your phone for Star Wars, and you played them. I think they're terrible because <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, and that Battlefront game where. Was that the controversy where you had to buy things and pay money for them?
3: Loot boxes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And everyone was like really pissed off with that because that was like, well, that's not fair. You can't do things without paying money for it. So apparently, apparently they scrapped that now. They've got rid of it.
3: Um, I don't know. They. I don't think they got rid of it. Yeah. Uh, I think it. It affected sales of the games because a lot of people weren't buying it.
4: Yeah. But it was. I mean, seeing the how it was done, the stories they had of it, it was. It looked bloody good
3: well the the problem is is that it comes battlefront two comes from a game that they made like over what twenty years ago or when the prequels came out, which was far better. You could jump into ships you could battle
5: mm. uh
3: in you know the original trilogy the prequel trilogy it was it was a lot more immersive uh you know you have different ways of playing it with this one it just seems to be multiplayer mm. there wasn't really a as like a solo game to it they did it for the second one mm. but again it wasn't it, it, you could complete it in a couple of hours and so it, you know that kind of diluted the gameplay it, you know apart from the multiplayer if that's your thing it's great but if it's mm. not then you know the the game didn't didn't have longevity mm. you only play it for a short while and then you know when another game comes along you you know drop it and
0: that's it mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's back to that active versus passive entertainment, isn't it? And uh, you, you, you know, I, I I still think that uh, you know there is a, there is there is the need out there for both, you know, sometimes, yes, it's nice to be an active participant in something, but it, at the same time, I love nothing more as a, as a movie goer and a TV watcher and whatever, than to sit down and, and be told a story, you know, and, and watch this happen in front of me and, uh, uh, and, you know, follow its narrative. And, um, you, you know, there's, it's funny that the, the whole social media thing, you know, I mean, here we are, Umpteenth podcast on star wars, but it, it has it has it has um that I've seen a lot of stuff that I've instantly turned off or or gone away from because I see a lot of stuff about you know social justice warriors and man babies and and all of these sort of societal things coming into it which which I guess you know happens but the the thing is I think if you're looking at something like you know James Bond or or, or even Star Trek in terms of fantasy, in terms of a uh, reflecting society, um, you, you, you know those things are fine. But with Star Wars, because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I just want Star Wars to reflect Star Wars, really, and 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 y- y- you know all of these other things to uh to not be such a big deal if you know what i mean and if i'm getting that across right i'm not sure if i am but uh i I see an awful lot of stuff online about this and it just it just turns me off and you know some of it some of it's by star wars fans and some of it's by non-star wars fans but there's a hell of a lot of talk out there and i think you've just got to filter it otherwise you'll go insane with this stuff you know
3: (laughs) that is true of social media
0: yeah it is it is but i mean do you do you guys agree with this whole um you know star wars must reflect society no not at all because it's a fantasy right so it doesn't need to yeah
4: yeah but then you do realize that was that was always done in the mean effect more so in the prequel films like people saying what um george lucas did with the prequel films he set up palpatine as almost a." ahead of what trump's doing yes this is what people are saying now because there's nothing else to go and i read this on friday <laughs> it was like a trending thing i'm like okay that's that's a bit you know ambiguous but i mean it, it's intriguing because there's always been things there i mean the film was made in the 70s and it was kind of like someone said it was a bit like for the hippies you know peace it yeah, we're trying to fight the big empire peace that is what i read like this is what because it was from the 70s film it was, it was like a peace film wasn't it but the little guys, yeah, and I the guess. Big guys, yeah, I, Vietnam War, yes. this that, that this is what people have read into it. So there's yeah. always been themes and trends with it. But I just think nowadays people are more eloquent to sort of read into it and how the directors approach it, and they've got more time. Like, face it, their films are longer now. How long was the original Star Wars? What two know. hours? Two
0: hours. Yeah.
5: Two hours
4: yeah. 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 So now it's like long. It's like almost the Last Jedi was going to be three hours and five minutes if, Ryan Johnson hadn't cut it down. Mm. So they've got bigger and they've got more more so and it's a bigger story to tell.
3: Well, last Jedi is only the lot is the only one that's been that long. The others have all been round the two hour mark. Mm. I mean, um The Force Awakens was two hour ten minutes. Well, the
4: shortest one was Return of the Jedi, wasn't it? I think that was the shortest film of all of them.
3: Okay. But I not short that. by much.
4: <laughs> yeah, but of all the films because they were trying to pack it up and go from yeah.
3: But um, it, I think it's, we, I think it's quite clear because when uh, George Lucas was making Star Wars, he had come off the back of write, writing Apocalypse Now, mm. so Vietnam was very much on his mind. Yeah, so, on his mind. Yeah. Me. So the idea of a group of you know, ill-equipped you know, uh, rebels going up against a big uh, industrial machine uh, was very much there and, mm. and winning. But then it's, but th- that's just part of it. I mean, it is, it's a fantasy, it's the hero's journey, it's Western, it's sci-fi, mm. it's Kira yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. there is so many influences on it.
4: This makes me wonder what he was thinking oh, big when time. he made the Ew- Ewoks, what did they represent?
3: <laughs> toys
4: yeah. yeah cuddly toys no
0: i mean i mean he, he was always obviously reflecting joseph campbell you know in his work uh back then and and you know that was fine but uh i i don't know i don't know whether it's just because you know when i was a kid i never thought about these things and now you know as an adult we we we've we're bombarded by it as well with uh with everybody's voices out there i mean donald trump i i he he's uh he's um uh biff right from (laughs) yes from back to the future too right biff (laughs) tannon um dan i I want to ask you about something that you said right at the beginning of the podcast and i didn't quite understand what what you meant but you you were saying it was either you or james was saying something about one of the problems you had with um uh, Last Jedi was it was something like something to do with Battlestar Galactica, and I'm just trying to make the connection. What what was that?
2: James oh, said that actually. That, uh, yeah. Oh it was James, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That first Battlestar Galactica miniseries. The miniseries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was disappointed because it, all all the big action was happening off screen. Oh, and I see what
0: this, you mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like that was happening with uh, Ray. A lot of her stuff was happening off screen. Yeah,
0: but, but with BSG, boy, they made up for it after that mini series. But yes, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Ron Moore so didn't want to do the uh, the Glenn Larson film that he that he went completely the opposite with it. But yes, uh, um, but uh, episode th- the 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 first episode of the series thirty three, one of the best hours of television out there ever i think but hey that's a whole nother podcast which we've done (laughs) done there you go
5: (laughs) (laughs) no
0: we haven't done it yet but it's coming
5: yeah
0: Oh, any other I, I mean I don't know whether we're in disagreement or agreement really I think we've all I think everybody's made really valid points yeah. um as as usual I'm kind of on the fence which is which is not unlike me at all but uh, I do feel rather torn mm. uh, on my feelings about it and where it's going uh, but at the same time I'm excited as well so it's well, let
1: me year. ask this question how about because this is where I think we all agree. If they were to say tomorrow that they weren't making another Star Wars thing, would be would we be sad or happy?
4: I'd be sad. Sad Because let's basically yeah, we all want to see the next one and know what happens, don't we? <laughs> yeah. wh- wh- wherever you're sitting on whatever part of the fence and however you're sitting, you do want to know what happens. Because, you know, we don't like things being unconcluded. We want to f- we want to find out. And then you want to argue about that point, whether it works. <laughs> because that's the thing. You, you, you are... you maybe you're not invested in the characters as much as you were with the original characters, but you do want to see where the story arc is going. Don't you? Cause like, that was the thing. Not um, particularly. You- you-
0: James, 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 you're <laughs> James, you're cold, black heart. Yeah. James, will you be indifferent if we don't get a conclusion to all these uh, questions?
2: I mean I I I have to see the epi- the trailer for episode 9 but the way things are left off I mean it it, it felt like the end uh, like a wrap up you know it's like it's like the episode 9 is going to be like the epilogue or something
4: I thing is that they have there's so much they've got to address like what ha- what's happened to Prince Slayer Carrie Fisher now she's gone and what a lot of people are saying oh I'm going to make yes, a, yes. a
2: prediction on that what's that uh, I I got a feeling that Abram's is going to say oh she went off on a mission so princess leia is always alive because she was on a mission and didn't actually die really that's my prediction
1: mm. Qu-
2: quite possible that wouldn't, sur- that wouldn't yeah. surprise me that'd yeah. be awful
1: but that wouldn't surprise yeah. me. that would be
4: awful and yeah.
3: that's yeah. why
2: i'm predicting it I,
3: yeah. I i i think if they tried to do like a like a talk in a cgi character
4: well they said they won't do that
3: Ugh. yeah but was it the, the whole? Yeah, the whole, that would be that would be terrible.
4: Yeah, well, the whole way the films are going to be to go. So the the Force Awakens was like Han Solo was basically the main old character in it, and then the second one, the Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker was the main older character in it, and the third one was all going to be about Princess Leia. So even though she's not in it, I think she's going to be the names the most. She's going to have the most, um, you know, influence in the story about Kylo Ren and Ray and the rest of the rebellion because. I mean, they've got, a, They. I hope to God they don't make it like a rehash of massive battle and then, you know, good versus evil, like we're just these little guys, because, you know, they've, they've got rid of the whole republic. And so just the way is,
2: Abrams did a repeat of uh, Rathicon and yeah. New yeah, Hope. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: mean, I hope they really make it a bit more different because, you know, you've got a, a bigger empire and there is no one against them because there is no help. I mean, we didn't even know there was like a republic. I mean, was it the one line in um, A New Hope, when they're sitting at the table, they mention the Republic? And up till then, you didn't really hear the word Republic, did you? You just heard the Rebellion, Rebels.
3: Yeah, yeah. well, it's it talk of the old Republic.
4: Yeah, but you didn't know there was a new Republic or a Republic of any sort. Well, no,
3: there wasn't. There was the Empire. Yeah. The new Republic is what's came after Return of the Jedi.
4: Yeah, and then now that's gone.
3: That's gone, yeah.
4: But there was always some sort of seating, which, you know, as you saw from... Um, was it Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Chef? Revenge of the Chef? (laughs) Seth? Revenge of the Chef. chef. (laughs) Where they were... That's
3: my sequel. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Where they gave um, ultimate power to Palpatine but they were still sitting but no one could challenge him because they gave him all the power. Well,
3: this is the... Do do you remember uh, when uh, Grand Moff Tarkin walks into the meeting room of the Death Star and Mm, he says the Empire has dissolved the uh, the the senators uh, f- you know completely and they're like how are they going to keep control you know without the bureaucracy yeah, yeah. exactly so <laughs>
4: even the old not explained but where well, it
3: was gathered that he'd killed them all yeah <laughs> he dissolved <laughs> them <laughs> yeah. especially probably with his lightning but they they the old republic had been as mm. as Marth Tarkin swept away mm. so you know, that the Empire was
0: totally in control.
4: So, same with, like, the New Order now. So, it's just curious yeah. how they're going to end it.
0: It is. I I, I kind of, yeah, I, I'm kind of sad. I mean, I, I agree with our, our friend Charles de who's been on, and he said, and I do agree with this totally, is it, it's such a shame that we never got a film where Han, Luke, and Leia shared a scene together that 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 would have been as a swan song to them moving moving away from the legacy characters and moving forward with our with our you know our diverse new new characters it would have been nice if there'd been that swan song but sadly because of life circumstances we we're, we're never going to get that now which is a which is a shame but uh, I would have liked to have seen Hans memorial as well apparently that is going to be on the um the the four K and the Blu ray, but um uh I, I think that should have been in the film. But then I haven't seen it yet, but you know, I think there should have been some sort of Han memorial in in the film would have been um would have been nice. But. Yeah, it'd have been better
2: than Poe's crank call.
5: Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I did hate.
1: <laughs> I have to admit, that I really did hate. The
0: crank call.
4: Oh, I
0: really yep. like that. Yeah, I didn't like that.
4: Because <laughs> it played off on the character of Hucks or Hugs. Yeah,
0: I, I, I thought that to me that was trying to be too MCU in its humor. It was too Tony Stark. It didn't belong in so, the Star Wars. Yeah, it was Universe, crowbarred, yeah. And I've <laughs> said that before, but that's just my opinion. So <laughs> there
5: you
1: go.
0: Any, any other points then while we're, I mean, you are you guys the, the guests you three you know uh anything me, me and simon ramble on about this shit all the time you know <laughs> but <laughs> a, a, anything while you've got the airtime anything that you guys want to want to say about star wars or, or anything else for that matter <laughs> do,
2: do, you, do you know much about ready player one have you what have you read the book or anything
0: uh, I've avoided everything about it until I see the film, actually. So, no, I, I know very little about this. What I don't know is whether I should watch it in 2D or 3D. That's my dilemma at the moment. Yeah, okay. 2D. Okay. And is anything in IMAX in this film or not? Do we, Do we know?
2: I, I, I don't know one way or the other.
0: Okay no but, but yeah so I, I know very little about ready player one at the moment I, i'm interested to see steven spielberg go back to doing something sort of fantasy based because of obviously all his work of late and and it's great i'm not knocking it but it's all been kind of you know very serious and historical based and and y- y- you know telling real stories uh and, and things of that nature these dramas which have which are excellent. I mean, I love the post. Uh, I really enjoyed that. But what I'm saying is it it's not it'll be nice to see him go back to the sort of films he was making when when we grew up with him, basically. And and that's what I feel this could be.
2: I'm wondering if this is gonna mark the end of like the the reboots and rehashes and wave of nostalgia we've been on for the last twenty years. Because it looks like in the trailers anyways that they jam-pack every last remnant they can in, in, into this movie so i'm wondering if it's going to be like the last of the big kind of uh nostalgia re rebooting rehashing
4: type thing yeah well that's never gonna happen because nostalgia of something like people say 15 years ago something came out that's considered old and that scares the hell
2: out of me well i mean in the sense of people <laughs> coming up with more new stuff rather than yeah. you, you know going you know ham- cherry picking all the marvel stuff no. all the dc stuff going back to the star wars well you know are we going to see anything actually new and fresh at some
3: point i, I wouldn't say by the end of this film no uh, oh what? i don't mean like specifically
2: after this film that's no. it, but i think we're gonna see a decline
3: what's the last film that we saw that was really original I I just want to say I just want to say until these big films start losing money until then you know nobody's going to see them that's when that's when we're going to get the change for more original stuff I mean just seeing what happened before back in the late 60s with the musicals when the musicals stopped making money the studios didn't know what to do and then start opening their doors to more original stuff because that was making money. That's, that's yeah. what it needs. The new stuff yeah. make money. Uh, the nostalgia stuff doesn't make money. That, that, that's what Hollywood understands. It's money. What makes the money?
1: Yeah, and right now all the new stuff is getting killed <laughs> yeah. at the box office. Yeah, You know, Valerian, uh, I don't know,
2: Ring of no. Time. I mean, Any, anything that comes anyone out? surprised... Anyone yeah. surprised about those. Well no. we're those.
4: in a lot of change now because I'm not saying this was the case of all the industry thing, but the whole Weinstein effect of things changing where the bully factor will hopefully disappear and there will be the people looking after people. So, you know, you won't all the films that are from the big 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 wigs, they won't be as prominent as they were. I mean that's my hope. I mean, it's not just about the female factor of them being looked after, it's everybody looked after your film can get made and can get financed and can get put forward not because you're stripping someone else or you're being stripped by someone else sort of thing because that's my hope (laughs) here
0: here 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 that's very good well put antonia and i agree entirely with that absolutely what
3: we also need is the return of the medium budget film Mm. because at the moment it's either ultra low budget or it's, you know, it's it's high budget.
0: I went to see Steven Soderbergh's latest film, Unsane, and I found that to be a completely effective and disturbing thriller. And it, it just shows you it doesn't really matter what you shoot on, because he, he obviously shot that on an iPhone 7. You know, as long as you've got a good story, good acting and know where to put and when to move the camera... Uh, you, you know, you can tell a standalone, very inspiring, you, you know, in thrilling story. And uh, I, I I found that film very inspiring. Well, I saw it just the dad, other day.
2: Camera teacher said you can shoot the thing on toilet paper as long as you got a good story and it's interesting. People are going to watch it.
0: Or wipe their ass with it.
4: It blows my mind when people say, "Oh, this film's small budget," and you hear how much they had for it, and it's like, "That's not small budget."
0: Well, it was. It was one point two million dollars, which obviously to us is like, "Oh my god!" You know, that's not a small, but but in Hollywood standards, that is. And and I was saying to someone the other day, they were saying, well, "Why did it cost so much?" And I said, "Well, that meant that the the actors and crew in that, you know." got got properly paid um the locations and whatever would have got paid and and all of the you know logistical support system around the film you know would have been paid for and everybody would have been paid so 1.2 million dollars doesn't go that far when you're talking especially when you got named actors and stuff but um but you know the fact that they achieved that on using that technology um just really you know I did I found I mean I'm, I'm a fan of Soderbergh anyway and we know he's done everything from big budget to medium budget to small budget but um, you, you you know I just sort of thought my god the power of technology and the power of the smartphone and the cameras that are out there now it's just just amazing you know and and it, it, and, and it was all about the story the story worked and and you know, I recommend, seriously, at the other end if you if you're tired of superhero movies and, and big spectacle movies and want to go and see something, you know, intimate but still thrilling, um, that you know, that's my pick for this week for what it's worth.
1: <laughs> well aren't so. the aren't the streaming services like Amazon and Netflix the ones buying up the kind of the mid level movies or, or funding those kind of mid thirty million dollar, forty million dollar movies?
4: Whereas well, that totally. they saved annihilation, which we've watched and is a really good film.
1: Yeah, actually, here it was released in the theatre, and I saw it in the theatre, it was really good.
4: Yeah, well, it was released yeah. over here um, in, in Europe, just on Netflix, and, I mean, I recommended it for a few people, and they're like, I want to see this on the big screen, because, you know, they they didn't have faith in Alex Garland because yeah. he wouldn't change the um, the plot line, the storyline to it, so they, had, they sold it onto Netflix to make sure it actually got released. But, I mean, it didn't make as much money as they wanted, even though it was... Was it big budget or medium budget? Or? I think
1: it was medium. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a medium, but it was certainly creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had some creepy moments. Yeah, very very
0: thought provoking yeah, for very sure. Much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, any any anything else anyone to add? Yeah, <laughs> I think
2: I'm. Um,
0: done yeah you, you you you've had you you've you, you've scratched your star wars itch have you james yeah uh yeah
2: pretty it's, much because
0: you you were the it was actually you were the instigator here you you wanted to come back on the podcast to talk star so, wars yes. so uh, i have hope you've been, been able, able to <laughs> cover post what last you wanted
2: jedi star wars.
0: yes post last jedi star wars
4: i mean does everyone is everyone actually going to go see the next film
0: <laughs> oh absolutely yes, yes. yeah Was that
4: because you you, you want to
0: find out what happens uh, it's because it's a star wars movie and i want to find out what happens and now you're to the new
4: um solo film because of course you know, <laughs> yeah. I I'm, because I'm, they had the other um han solo stories you know the the books they had mm. so they've kind of built up his history a little bit because that made what was he he was meant to be in a prince or something
3: Oh God! But from the Karelian trilogy, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
4: which yeah, I don't recommend. <laughs> no. no, no. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to do that. So yeah,
0: I- I'm not going to say I'm not sceptical about it. I'm very sceptical. I mean, Ron Howard is is in my opinion a decent filmmaker, so I'm 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 sort of happy with that. What I'm not happy about necessarily is, you know, do 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 I want to see some young guy who's not harrison ford you know playing han solo uh it could go one it it could go one way or the other with that i don't know uh as far as i'm concerned you know do do we need a a young han solo movie i kind of thought we had that in a new hope to a certain extent and uh uh you know but 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 you know that's 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 just because i i'm too old myself now to, to to play Han solo. So of course obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hate, hate anyone, anyone younger, younger that it does. <laughs> no. No, it, 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 I, I'm jesting. But no. Um
3: I can imagine that film Keith. It'd be like, Han, where did this British accent come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am I am totally kidding. But what, what I what I what I mean is I am skeptical, you know, like I like to take the piss out myself, you know that. But I am i am skeptical about um about the the film but i absolutely will 100 100 be, percent be there to watch it and uh y- you know I'm, I'm sure i well <laughs> i'm sure we'll have a podcast about it i i, I would put money on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i was gonna say these these movies i mean just the star wars universe in general has been such a part of my life my entire life that it's hard to, it's, it's, I would, it would be impossible for me to say I would stay away from any of these movies. I mean, it would have to be a really, well, I mean, I would say it have to be a really bad movie, but Phantom Minutes that I hated, I saw five times in the theater. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated it every time. I was like, this, this movie's terrible, but there's got to be something I'm missing here, why it's good. It's got to be good somewhere in there. So, you know, it's certainly anything, that's why I say the 10-year-old in me is thrilled that, this is going to keep going on for you know who knows maybe fifty years. <laughs> I mean, if they can
0: help. So, us. so you're not solving the problem, then Dan, Dan are you? you? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> See,
1: that's the thing, though. For me, right now, at least, I'm I'm happy with where it is right now. I, I like, I loved Rogue One. I loved Glass Jedi, and you know, maybe Solo sucks, but <laughs> but maybe it doesn't. You know, so I'm so far for me, I'm actually okay. I'm still I'm still okay. Mm. It would take a lot to to really tear me down. Mm.
5: <laughs>
0: As long as there isn't a song called Solo Sucks, so we'll, we'll be
4: all, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I read this the other day, exactly. because they're going to make a lot more films, Do you think they're going to sort of split the universe where you've got your kiddie films and you've got your adult films? Because I thought, that's kind of interesting, but I don't know if that would work. Because mm. it, it, when you look at the universe, like you said before, like um, there is a dark element to the universe, that they've got slavery, they've got this, they've got that. I mean, it's like it would be funny if they did something. like, I don't see them doing it, but someone said, wouldn't it be interesting if they tried well, to do that? So you got your the video kids' film. Yeah, I
0: mean, they always they always have done to an extent, haven't they? Because they they've had the sort of young adult novels and and comics, and then they've also had like the uh, the 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 cartoon, you know, animated series. Because yeah, I mean, Disney, and,
4: Disney does stuff, make adult so. films, not like really adult films. But um, I'm just. It's kind of, I'm kind of curious if they would ever do that. Maybe like ten years down the line. Do you think there's so much they could do, so much they shouldn't do, so much they might do? I mean, I don't see that happening myself. But the reason I was thinking that's a possibility for them because if, if they can, if they think about it and get, it, if they do their feedback and people want it, it could happen.
3: Possibly. Mm. I mean, if it, it all depends if if adult uh, films become popular again. If they yeah. they're making lots of money then go, "Oh, well maybe Star Wars could do one of those."
4: Yeah. Well, I actually show much. blood for once, like, ooh, yeah.
1: The the writers from uh, Game of Thrones were hired to do another trilogy and people are thinking maybe that's going to be even a darker, more serious thing than what Ryan Johnson's doing. I mean, is that maybe that's maybe there's well, something Were they that. confirmed for a trilogy or a series?
2: My understanding is a trilogy. Was, uh, was okay. a
1: trilogy. Yeah, it was John Favreau was doing the TV series. And then those guys were doing a trilogy, and Ryan Johnson was doing a trilogy. It was like you know, it was like the the principal handing out detention. You know, it's like you know, you want another one, you want another one. Keep it up, keep it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is the John Favreau series definitely confirmed? Is it? I, I I know it was in talks, but I mean, I like I like what he did with you know Marvel stuff. Was was was, 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 was good, good, wasn't, wasn't it? it? So, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah.
1: Last I heard, it was it was fairly confirmed. I mean, it's for the for the new um disney streaming service is where it's going to be on is where it's oh, gonna of be course played. it is <laughs> yeah so you'll have to subscribe of but, course
0: uh... you will <laughs> i mean essentially you know i jest but that's what what it's about isn't it it's going to be about if if, it, if it's going to make money for the corporation then uh we'll get also you know we'll we'll, we'll have streaming series we'll have you know web series movies uh, experiences you you name it it's which you know star wars always has been that as well even when it was lucas owned you know so uh
1: and i wonder like simon said earlier you know when when is the tipping point where star wars and really probably first the mcu starts to you know not start not make money every time they put a movie out i mean what what at what point is that going to happen i mean because it just seems like it's never going to happen.
3: Oh, it—it's it, got to. Everything that goes up has got to come down. Mm. There's, there's, it does eventually. Yeah, yeah.
1: you would think.
4: Well, I mean, after Infinity War, there is there's a lot of things that happen in the um, you know the comics, but that is like quite explosive. What happens? Like you know, Captain America dies. Then he come. But he gonna, are they going to make him come back? And are they going to go more out in the Garden of the Galaxy universe? Or there's so many things they could do. But like like, and they're cherry picking what they want. So, but I think the boom, most bombastic thing is going to be the Infinity War. And after that, I don't think they're going to do anything as big as again. Mm. This is all the characters for two films coming together. Is it two mm. films or is it three films? Two.
0: two. I think two films, yeah.
4: Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised they try to strip. That's a
0: lot of characters.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, they've set up a, a hell of a lot of characters, you know, across the 18 or 19 films or whatever they've had so far. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, you you, you know this, uh, it's going to be yeah. I'm very excited to see it, but it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it's going to work. I have to say, but, how but, they um, balance
1: that many characters?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and tonally as well, because we have got such differences.
4: We know they're campaigning for Captain Britain to come back. Isn't did you hear that? Like <laughs> yeah. They want Captain Britain. Really? It's like, okay. We need him. Yeah. Was like everyone's like who? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well when they start running out of uh sort of the more known characters then they'll go really go for the lesser known ones mm.
5: yeah
1: i mean they really already are starting to do some deep cuts on some of the characters mm. um i yeah i, I it just amazes me because the the marvel movies particularly have been very uneven and uh not you I mean, they've been generally decent, but they've been not, you know, there've been some that haven't been that great. Like for me, I hated, absolutely hated Iron Man three, just hated it. <laughs> but, but that's me. A lot of people love it. It made a ton of money. But, uh, but I keep wondering, like, it seems like they just put Marvel on it. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, they put, but they put Marvel on it and it, and, and it just makes, you know, easily, you know, a billion dollars. It's like, I just don't understand it. It's like, you know, Every every side character. So I'm wondering, like with Star Wars. I mean, of course, like you say, so, I mean, it, everything must come down at some point. But I'm wondering. I mean, it's been ten years on the Marvel universe. It's been what five five or not quite five four for the. Uh, actually, not even three. How many has it been for the? Gosh, Star Wars has happened so fast. I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, it? 10 they got
4: the rights in 2013, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah, they wow. got the rights in 2013. Started production in 2013. So yeah, they've kind of had it since 2013. Hmm. They so kind of- the
1: first and the first one, Force Awakens, was 2015, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. 15, 16,
4: 17. Yeah, Rebels was the first thing they pushed out, wasn't it? Before the actual film. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Is it too much of a good thing or not? Who knows? Eventually, who knows? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Only time will tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we were making them, we wouldn't be complaining. Right. Right? No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you've seeing are. all those zeros in your
1: bank account, you'd probably be thrilled too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget even forgetting the money side, which would be great, but you know, just to actually, you uh, you know, do it, and and we'd have to be dealing with all the haters as well, because this is the thing. Yeah, you know, you're not, not, not going to please, please everyone, everyone. <laughs> and uh, you, you know, I do feel kind of, you know, even though I don't agree with everything Ryan Johnson's done, I do, at the same time, some of the stuff that's being said about him out there is totally unfair. So, um, and the same with Kathleen Kennedy, you know, totally unfair. Some of the stuff that's being said about those guys, but, uh, but, um, I well, it's like the know. fact that,
4: um, the last Jedi won a lot of awards from empire magazine, which was voted for by people. And I thought that is better than the, you know, something like the Oscars or BAFTA or, you know, golden globes, which hmm. is just, you know, the committee. Cause you know, empire, even though we moan about it over here, it's still a solid magazine that reviews films and people did actually vote because there's a large amount of people that voted for it and they voted for The Last Jedi and then they gave um, Mark Hamill a special award you know for his career and that was like you know he's finally getting recognition you think that's taken a long time because every nerd knows what he's been doing like voice wise he's been the Joker and doing this and doing that but he's he's, you know he's always been there but he's never got any kind of recognition which is you know really cool fair enough they killed him off or did they? But yeah,
3: well, he can oh. always come back as a force guy. Yeah,
4: so he's not really gone, gone. I don't think because he's mm. being very coy about it, and you think, mm. well, that's telling. Yeah, he's still <laughs> saying he's um, Finn's dad.
0: <laughs> yes. This, this this podcast is not sponsored by Empire, by the way.
5: <laughs>
4: it's great. <I'm>
0: gonna- <laughs> <laughs> there there are other magazines out there.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Did did um did Baby Driver win any BAFTAs for editing or sound editing?
4: I think they gave something to him just by turning up. Because <laughs> Edgar, oh yeah, here, here's something.
0: Yeah, I should I should know the answer to that, shouldn't I? Um, I, think got, I think
4: he got something. I, I couldn't
1: believe. I couldn't believe Dunkirk won all those categories in the Oscars, and ba- and Baby Driver didn't win any of those, especially either sound editing or even just editing. I mean, yeah, yeah. to me that was the whole movie was editing.
0: I, I agree. Ba- Baby Driver is a fantastic movie on many respects, but also Baby Driver unfortunately has a, had a bit of a cloud over it because of other things in in life, <laughs> which we won't go into i was gonna
4: say i mean i've actually i've not seen baby driver and i don't know anyone that's recommended it to me i mean i think it's very enjoyable seen it and she had not she hasn't seen it it's not a film that sort of you know anyone i i know personally that sort of recommended it i don't know why that is I, I
0: i would recommend it it's got a a great soundtrack the film is a lot of fun and it is a total return to um real stunt work driving um in in the film, I mean, I'm
4: put off by it because it seems like a real boys' film. That's just me being a girl. I don't mind boys' film, oh, but I cherry pick what I want. It's
0: got a strong female character in it. It
4: does, yeah. How how do you yeah. describe strong though? Because I have oh, a dear. different idea of what I think is strong. going I'm a girl. I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I don't want someone pretty and being sarcastic. You know. That there, you, going to have Maybe
0: different. not then. Yeah.
4: yeah,
0: there we go. She didn't punch anybody in the face, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, she wasn't Wonder Woman. But yeah, but
1: yeah. No, uh, but she also <laughs> she didn't seem like a damsel in distress either. So no, exactly. No, exactly. She, had she had
0: agency. A, let's, put let's put it that, that way. way. Okay, so yeah.
1: Yes. And she was a waitress. Cliche.
0: She was the waitress. Oh dear.
5: Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, a that's <laughs> No, she, she owned the restaurant. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Yes. All right. I, I I think that's a good place to end it. I don't think we've that, definitely got off of Star doors, Wars, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, guys, where can we find you on social media or uh, websites? Or are, is there anything you want to promote?
2: Not for me, thanks.
5: Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I, James is
0: already in Star Wars land. He's buggered off. He's like, right, I'm doing my own thing.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and believe it or not, I am actually not on social media. No Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. Uh. So uh, I do have um, some stuff on YouTube. I'm, actually, I believe I still have some stuff on YouTube under Cinedan 1000 And, uh, and, and Keith... Uh, believe it or not this is we're about a year away from the 25th anniversary of jack savage
0: (laughs) good Good lord Lord. okay uh,
1: and uh so that was like a that was a a thing i made with my friends years ago as so we're gonna do like a viewing party kind of thing but uh but i don't know if you remember keith but you were actually in a a fake making of documentary for something down the road of that for jack savage remember that
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Oh, my God. God. The amount of stuff I've done that I've forgotten is is unbelievable. So, Uh, uh, So. Uh, no doubt that's quite embarrassing. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Uh,
1: Um, Otherwise, uh, you could send a carrier pigeon, perhaps, and uh, send a note.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the way across the Atlantic. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan, Dan, would you like to come back for future podcasts with us? Because it's been great to have you on
1: absolutely it was a lot of fun yeah absolutely okay
0: well i'm sure that uh that our listeners will will hear you again uh at some point in the future then i'm sure. cool uh keith where can we find your work okay well if you go to youtube and put in british Isles, that's e-y-l-e-s as in my last name you can find short films that i've made on there uh or if you put my name into imdb you can see other projects that i've worked on
3: you can find my work on um at independentrunnings.com you can listen to this podcast on iTunes Stitcher, YouTube and all good podcast providers, Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, just search Movie Heaven, Movie Hell and uh, please leave us a rating and review, also if you want to follow Antonia you can find her on Twitter at uh,
0: StarCharmer82 well, thank you, guys. Thank you, all of our guests. It's been it's been great to have a a roundtable type, um, you know, podcast with 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 all of you guys and uh, some interesting stuff. So, thank you all for sharing your thoughts. Thank you. Definitely. Yes, and thank
3: you, and, and thank you to the listener for uh, for joining us. And uh, I hope you join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.
5: Yay!